You're listening to the Fat Bidin Podcast with me, Aizil, I'm assuming Zan Azli. Hello. Where, uh, where, where, where are we talking about? I'm so not sure. We, where, we, we are at the Kuala Lumpur Festival. Yeah. Because I'm one of the panel. Huh? Okay. I, you know, moderator session, you know. Okay. Yeah, so we've been, we've been recording on location quite often. Huh? Yeah, we've been locating. I think that makes it quite interesting. Huh? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so anyway, this week, what are we talking about? Ton Made. Because he's a special guest here. Okay. And what about Ton Made? Whether he's still relevant? Whether he's still relevant. I didn't actually go in. Yeah, you didn't go in. But you went I did. in. Yep. And you got a bootleg. <laughs> I got a bootleg. Bootleg Co- recording of the of the of the Tone M uh, talk yeah. on dangerous ideas at the Kuala Lumpur festival. Okay, but first, yeah. first, first of all, does it matter? Does it matter? Does Tone M matter? Because recently it's been coming out a lot in news. Okay, he hates Najib. He's, yeah, seems that way lah. Yeah, he wants to topple. Well, he wants Najib to resign yeah. because of all these scandals, the one MDB scandal mainly. Yeah, right. But he has said that it's because Najib is not doing a good job, and he can name a lot of other mistakes that he's doing. But yeah. this is the straw that broke the camel's back. Apa nama straw? Apa nama itu camel? So yeah, so so is he relevant? I guess so. If there's still a lot of people really, because you know what, like I had, I had when when I was working at the a certain big company which was very uh, uh, I'd say majority race uh, populated huh. populated with the Malay company ah, you. <laughs> I didn't the, say that lah but okay Malayu, ah. Bumi Putra ah, eh. Do. Uh, a common uh, sentiment ah, mm-hmm. was that maybe they don't like how things are now who doesn't like how things are now uh, certain people like people in the company lah, yeah? okay they didn't like the way, uh, maybe they, they're not uh, particularly happy with the government or what. Okay. But the only person that they, they, they really respect is Mahade. <laughs> that one really cannot, that's my hero lah. That's why that's I was here. Yeah, a lot of people say, oh, you respect then, Mahade, man. Could just me being generalizing the particular race lah. <laughs> Hello, I mean, looking at the crowd here, People were, were people were crazy trying to get the seats for the for the show, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, see, that's that's my point. Is that yeah. a lot of people still want to hear what he has to say. Yeah. And a lot of people, my main point was that a lot of people still support him as a 
as a leader. Look, a lot of people respect him, him, yes. not being a leader. But you know why even more people are supporting him now on this issue? Because they found a common enemy. Yeah. If he wasn't going against the current government, like a yeah. current prime minister, these people who are supporting him would probably not even bother with him and he would not be relevant to them. Yeah, but the current situation to me, it feels like it's very an enemy, uh, the enemy to my enemy. Yeah. It's my friend, can I think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though... That's how it you, goes everywhere. Even though you are still my enemy, you, yeah. you have always been my enemy. Yeah. But now you're also this person's enemy. Exactly, like just now in there, somebody shouted, oh, you don't turn. Okay. After the PC also, he said, oh, I'm not alone, you know. Uh, I've got one million people who seem to be supporting me. Then somebody shouts out, you're not alone, tone. Yeah, okay. But a lot of people, I mean, a lot of his policy has... I mean, like, uh, what people say is that has led to a lot of the current complications. Ah. Um, okay, what, what are some of the points you mentioned just now? You were saying that uh, he was talking about limitations, right? Limitations? Uh, no, no, limitations. Limit, uh, finding, finding uh, knowing your limits. Yeah, well, well, yeah, he was questioned whether, you know, censorship and all this should be... Should, I mean, are we ready? Are we mature enough now in 2015 mm. to have no more limitations? Mm. You know? Yeah. No, because uh, you, you were saying that he said um, you can carry out particular things that you want to limit certain... Uh, no. No, I never said that. Oh, okay. Then I... Okay, I, maybe you should listen to, to <laughs> what, what Mahdi actually said. Lah. Uh-huh. I don't think we will ever be mature now. In any case, there is nothing absolute about the things that you do or you are free to do. There must be a limit to things, otherwise society will just not function. Why do we have laws? We have laws governing everything that we do. We have laws because it restricts. You can do this much and not beyond that. You cannot do this thing, you cannot do that thing. So we live in a restricted society, not a free society. And for example, this freedom of speech, uh, People say, well, why, why can't Charlie have to say nasty things about the prophets of, of Islam? I mean, isn't it part of freedom of speech? Now, if I go up to a person and I, what am I saying, so I curse his money for no reason. I think he says, I might want to say nasty things about my mother. See, that's my freedom. Why are you objecting? It's my place. So that you cannot do. You have to have some limit. If you go beyond a certain limit, then the free speech which is going to be for the betterment of society becomes something that will cause uh, uh, a lot of uh, problems, even uh, violence and revolutions and things. So, I believe that while you can be free, but you must observe certain limits to your freedom. So I suppose my question is that, have you loosened your opinion on what those limits might be? A little bit. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So what do you say there? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> okay, basically what he said is that he was asked whether whether people whether there should be censorship and all that now, yeah. you know, because maybe last time during his time he felt that society was not matured, but now twenty fifteen, it's is society matured yeah. enough to handle all this freedom and you know, he said 
No, there is no absolute freedom because yeah. there needs to always be uh, restrictions. You know, and when asked, you know, then then Uma, who was the moderator, re-angled his question and said, "So now, do you believe that the limitations should be loosened?" Uh, and he said, "Oh yes, a little bit." And everybody roared in laughter. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know. So, but the thing is, having him come and talk. Okay, the the theme for this year for Kuala Lumpur is dangerous, dangerous ideas. ideas. So, uh, what was the point of calling uh, Tun Mahdi to come and give talk? Well, the point was to ask him to see his perspective on what he felt. Uh, you know, it's dangerous. So they talked a lot about about a lot of things. They talked about literature. How much does he read? You know, he says reading is so important. That's when you gain knowledge and all that. Uh, ask about uh, language. Is learning uh, is is learning is English as a medium of learning dangerous? Uh, he said. Well, it's not dangerous. He's not happy about it. He thinks Malay should be the language of you know of the world, but it's not. And if you want to learn things, the information, new information is coming out. It's coming in English, so you still need to learn English. So things like that. He was talking about things like that. Okay. You know. Uh, and then he was open to the floor. People were asking questions. There were not many political questions being asked, right? Okay. Because this is a literary festival, a festival so, of ideas. So, so the questions are more about him. Let's more profiling. More him profiling him. Uh, but also looking in context of the policies that he has created, or even in the sense of uh, the national environment, uh, okay, you know. But somebody did ask a question about the project I see in Sabah. He gave his explanation. He said these people need to be given citizenship because their children are not yeah, maybe able to go to let, school. Let them listen to it. Uh. Yeah. Became independent in 1957. Actually, that is the peninsula. Uh, before that, we were under British rule. You know, the British, they always create problems to other people. <laughs> when they leave, they leave this problem to us. During the time when the British were here, they brought in people from China, from India, because they need the services of these people. These people came here not with the intention of becoming Malaysians. They want to come here, make some money, and then go back. But uh, they found life comfortable here, and they stayed on. And when we became independent, we have 40% of the population were Chinese, Indians, and others. What do we do? Do we send them back? Do we deny them citizenship? As you know, we accepted them. Some of these people cannot speak a word of Malay. Yet we accept them, accepted them as citizens. And Tuku Abraman gave one billion citizenship to people who are not qualified without having to go through any test at all. That's how we treated people who can't live in this country. We're not like the Burmese. You know what the Burmese do? People who have been living there for 800 years are being expelled. They are seem to be non-Burmese. Now they have to die at sea. So do we do you want to treat people in Sabah like that? These people who were given citizenship, I admit during my time they were given citizenship because they have been living there more than 30 years with their children. Their children couldn't go to national school because they were not nationals. It's not right. They've been living there. They speak Malay. Yeah, they may be Sulu, so whatever. 
you know, currently the chief minister, the governor of Sabah is a Sulu. You know, he's one of those pirates. But it's okay. You are now a Malaysian. We accept you. I mean, the way to treat people who settle down over time so much so that they blended with the local scene is to accept them. We accepted the Chinese, the Indians, the Pakistanis, the Arabs, you know, all these sites are all Arabs, you know. That's why they are called sites, uh, which means Mister, by the way. Uh, nothing very much. I was called Said Mahathir when I go to Yemen. Uh, Said Ali was not called Said Ali. Uh, I was Said, he was not Said. Because it's just Mr. Mr. Mahathir. So we accepted all of them. We didn't tell them to go out. We didn't behave like Myanmar. So in Sabah, the treatment was the same. If you are a recent uh, immigrant, yes, those people we should not give. But if you have been living there for years and years and speak the Malay language, and of course some of them are Muslims, some of them are Christians, we accepted them. We accepted people from Indonesia who were living there. And many people in Sabah are not originally the Bumi Putra of Sabah. We want to be fair to them. Well, was what I did wrong? I, I can't imagine I am wrong because Tunggu Brahman did it before me. So I think we should accept people who have come to live in this country over a certain number of years. Currently, if you, are, you want to be a citizen, you must live in this country for 10 of the last 12 years. Then you are eligible, provided of course you pass the Malay test and all that. Other people, this is a multiracial country. You know, it is truly multiracial. It's not one race dominating everything with a, a small number of foreigners. No, this is truly multiracial and they retain their culture, their language, their ethnicity and all that. This is truly multiracial. So what is so wrong that the Sabahan accused me of, uh, of legalizing them? I admit, I legalize them because I think they deserve to be Sabahan. Okay, that's that's kind of interesting, lah. Yeah. But um, okay, so but the thing is, is because he's. I think the announcement of him giving a talk also came came a bit late, late, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it's because his popularity popularity start, started uh, exploding again, lah. Yeah. It, it, because yeah. of his criticisms for the prime minister. So it's it's quite timely for him to come, lah. I mean, you can ask him now and he will probably say yes, you know, anybody asking him to speak now, he will probably say yes, because he wants to have that platform, you know. Yeah. yeah. But, now it's like, like two, two Prime Ministers already after him. Do you think that he, has, he should have a say? Look, he says that, uh, listen to him being asked that in the PC. Longsheng from Sinchu Daily. Um, today, Dr. Sri Nasri, he um, said today that you are just an ordinary citizen, so you have no right to ask PM for a debate and that it would lower the PM status. What do you think? Well, he says, he says this because he represents all those people whom he paid to say, I support you. I have nobody whom I paid. But I think I look at the blog, for example, 
in one hour something like one million people supported me am I alone I don't think I don't know he never reads those things I think I think it'll be good for him to read sometimes the comments uh, on my blog and on the in WhatsApp in Facebook and all that I am an ordinary citizen now but uh, lots of people it seem to be quite supportive, supportive of my idea. So when I said I was alone, they said, no, 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 you are not alone. Uh, I don't know whether they said it because I paid them money, I think. <laughs> you see, he says that two prime ministers have gone by. Najib is the worst, even worse than the sleeping prime minister, he says. And, uh, and and he says that he, he, when he retired, he wanted to keep quiet, you know? Right. But if he sees something that is wrong and is damaging, he, he says that he has a responsibility to voice it out. What about other people who feel the responsibility of bringing up things that they feel is wrong with the country? Yeah, they can too, because he admits that he's just a normal citizen. Uh... But, but he, he says, I'm, 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 I'm voicing my ideas and it seems that it is catching on and people are supporting my ideas are supporting me he said that but is that a dangerous idea the things that he it probably is dangerous for the current government <laughs> okay and what happened when things were brought up during his uh, prime ministership you cannot ask me you gotta ask him that lah. you know there was a video last time where mm. he was like uh, he he brought up like, Anwar Ibrahim he was like what did he do he didn't really do much so <laughs> and then he just laughed. <laughs> he raised Anwar Ibrahim in the in the talk. Oh, what did he say? Uh, he said that uh, oh, I let I let uh, uh, the the government, the Barisan National uh, Party, to more uh, to to a two thirds majority in the, the elections that that election uh, Even though I lost three hundred thousand votes of the Malays because of a black eye. Okay. So, so next time, if anybody wants to go uh, into politics, make sure you have a black eye. Uh, you know. Yeah, so he, 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 he says that and uh, no actually everything that is asked to him he answered you know people even asked him about the he even talked about the judiciary and how Ton uh, Abbas was uh, fired and everybody said that he fired him okay. you know he was he was the one who made him you know resign or sack him but he said no it was actually the rulers uh, it's just that his name was the main complainant he said he never yeah I mean listen to him say it you know I always get this accusation that I am Restricted their judges. I told them what judgment they should make in every case. But believe me, it's not true. I don't talk to the judges except for the Lord President, and that is because he comes to see me to inform me about uh, the promotions, about the appointments, etc. Normally, I don't interfere. But of course, the press says. I restrict the judges, I control them and all that. And that becomes a universal belief that everybody repeat them without actually examining the truth or otherwise of what they claim. Actually, it is not true at all, but nothing I say will convince people that I don't direct the judges. I don't. Actually, I don't. I don't talk to them. I never even invite them to my house. I invite the Lord President, yes, because he was chief. But uh, other other prime ministers do invite judges to their functions. I do. Even for Raya, for Wasa, I do. But 
nevertheless, this label has been given to me and I just cannot get rid of this label. For example, in the case of Saleh Abbas, the reason why this tribunal was set up to listen about, uh, about his case was because the Agong at that time, Sultan of Johor, uh, Sultan of Johor never liked Saleh Abbas for reasons which I don't care to explain. So Saleh Abbas wrote to him a letter complaining about the noise that was uh, coming from his house near Saleh Abbas' house because they were renovating his house. Now that was a wrong thing for Saleh Abbas to do. When you are a senior person, you could go and see the Abu and tell him, look, uh, you are disturbing me or whatever. But Saleh Abbas uh, wrote the letter and copied it to every Sultan. Now, the Sultan of Johor, who was Abu, was very annoyed. He said, this is wrong, a wrong thing to, to do. And he asked me to dismiss Saleh Abbas. I went and told the cabinet about the request by the Abu, uh, and they said that you cannot dismiss. You can appoint, the Abu can appoint and approve, but they cannot dismiss unless, of course, there is a tribunal. And so I told Abu, and he said, okay, we'll set up a tribunal. So the tribunal was set up. Now I have problem with the AG at that time. He did not want to mention the Abu's name in the tribunal. So he says that it was me. It was I who wanted Saleh Abbas to be dismissed. And he dig up somewhere where Saleh Abbas made speeches which I didn't know about. But the speeches apparently was against me. And he used those speeches and other things to show the tribunal that Saleh Abbas was uh, against the Prime Minister and it was the tribunal which decided that he should be dismissed. Firstly, it is not me who complained, it was Abu who complains, but in, in before the tribunal, I was made to be the principal complainer against Saleh, Saleh Abbas. And of course, this is reported all over the world. I have explained this over and over again. I did not interfere. I am prepared to go on as a Muslim, you know, we swear with the Quran and all that. I'm prepared to do that because I didn't do. I didn't ask anybody to uh, uh, dismiss Saleh Abbas. But I have got that reputation. I know, I accept it. Until I die, this is the label that will be given to me. So if people think that I, I do this wrong thing, it's alright. There's no way I can clear myself. Yeah, look, okay. at the end of the day, I think any normal citizen, whether it's Mahade or you or me or anybody, has a right to say anything they want, yeah. to criticise the government. Yeah. Even if I want to debate Najib now, I think it's, val it's a valid request. Mm. Right? Yeah. yeah. Because what does he mean that he cannot debate anybody else if he's not power uh, lowest standard as a Prime Minister? Cannot, man. Who does a Prime Minister report to? To the people, right? Yeah. So if the people want to debate him, the people should be able to debate him. Huh? But there was supposed to be like a question and answer. Yeah. He talked about yeah, he didn't show up, right? Yeah.
Huh? What can you do? Who are we? We're just talking to a handphone mic ni. Yeah. <laughs> okay, hey, but at this festival, a lot of people have come up to me yesterday. Ah, uh. hey, listen to your podcast, man. Listen to your show. Uh. Good stuff. Good stuff. Keep it up, man. Don't give up. Uh, okay. <laughs> really? No, people said that. I mean, they didn't say. They said keep it up and all that, lah. Okay. Is it the same three people from the last place you went? No, to? no, no, no. These are people who came and introduced themselves to me. Wow. Oh, so we've got instead of three, we've got five now. Wow. Yeah. So you know we got five of you out there, lah. <laughs> yeah, thank you guys for listening. Yep. Uh, this this episode was brought to you by. Dangerous ideas. Uh, oh shit! So lame, man. Yeah, so lame. Yeah. I guess brought boot- to you on location. By bootlegging, lah. Boot by bootlegs. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you've been listening to the Fat Benin Podcast uh, I've, I'm Aizil And I'm assuming the other person speaking has been Zan Azli Yep, yep, yep Get everything at fatbenin.com Bye Bye